0: You're about to watch our midweek leadership talk with Cowboy Junction Church. We hope that you're encouraged as you listen to this to grow and become a limitless leader in a world full of limits. We're going to be in Luke chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 1. I'm going to read to about verse 10 and then I'm going to pray. Uh, So it was when the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of uh, Gennesaret. I don't know how you say that, so that's my best attempt. And saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them. And were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats. Which was Simon's. And asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking. He said to Simon. Launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him. Master we have toiled all night. And caught nothing. Nevertheless at your word. I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners, and they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken, and also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Father, I pray that in this short time that we have together, that you would uh, speak to us and challenge us that we might be changed by you. And uh, we we love you. We thank you. So Jesus' name we pray amen uh i uh, get the privilege to speak to you like cg said yesterday and and sunday pastor ty's uh getting to lead a group of pastors and be with them and encourage them and uh over in montana and that's that's awesome uh so i get the privilege to be with you today i'm going to talk to you from a subject called fans analysts and adversaries fans analysts and adversaries um How many of you are football fans in here Uh, or sports fans of some sort? You you like something, okay? Uh, I happen to be a Dallas Cowboys fan, although here lately I've been wanting to maybe be a Chiefs fan because Patrick Mahomes and the Cowboys aren't doing very good. So, you know, uh, everybody, every great game has fans. They have people on both sides who are cheering on their team, they are enthusiastic, uh, even. Uh, maybe when they're not so good you still have those die-hard fans who are like no matter what I'm a Cowboys fan for life you know and then they you know then they get disappointed every time they play And uh, (laughs) and and uh, and then and then there's analysts. There's people who are talking through the game for those who aren't there watching. They're saying this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Uh, This is why that play didn't work. There's analysts, and then there's adversaries. There's the other team. There's people who are against you. And uh, in in our in our life, we have fans, we have analysts, and we have adversaries. We have people who are cheering us on, who are saying, "Come on." you got this. You can do it. And we have people who are just looking at our life, analyzing it. They're looking at how we live, how we lead, how we follow God. And they're analyzing whether or not we're doing it the right way. And then you've got an adversary, the devil, also known as the accuser who's telling you why you're not a good follower, who's telling you why you're not all these things. So every great game is made up of those three things. Well, I want to tell you today, uh, my first point is this. God is not your fan. God is not your fan. Right. God is your father. A fan makes noise, a father makes changes. A fan makes noise. They say, woo, you're doing good, way to go. And a father comes in and says, hey, here's how we adjust here's how we make changes you're following me i need you to do this if you want to keep on the path that i have for you you have to make this change a fan makes noise a father makes changes so i want god to be my father not my fan because a fan when i'm not doing what i'm supposed to do is going to quit making noise but a father is going to step in and make some changes and i'm really glad that i got a father who loves me enough to come next to me and say hey that was great. You almost got it. But let's make this small adjustment and it'll make a big change in the game. Uh, I love that Jesus Jesus didn't care about the fans. Verse 1 of Luke chapter 5, it says there was, multi, was multitudes. He, he knew people were coming to receive for Him. It's not that He didn't care about them. It's that He put more emphasis on the ones who followed Him than the ones who were just making noise. If you notice, the same people who were praising Jesus the week before he got crucified, were the same people who were yelling crucify him yeah, at the cross. So you can have a fan switch like that. Just like right now, I'm really wanting to switch from being a Cowboys fan to a Chiefs fan because Pat Mahomes, right? What is that? We call that a bandwagon fan. Somebody who jumps ship when you're not doing good. Jesus is looking for followers, not fans. And sometimes, I'm more into being a fan of Jesus. What does a fan do? Did you see that win we got? Did you see that? Man, that was awesome. Did they do anything to get it? No. Fans make noise, followers do something. Followers do something. When we are out there in our every day-to-day life, God doesn't want you to be a fan of Jesus. He wants you to be a follower of Jesus. I follow Jesus, and if I'm going to follow Jesus, I've got an assignment. I've got something I've got to do. There is something that God has put on my heart, and it doesn't matter if I'm a fisherman. It doesn't matter if I'm a businessman. It doesn't matter if I'm a student. It doesn't matter if I'm a coach. Whatever God has called me to, he's given me assignment, and the assignment is always about the kingdom. It is always about the kingdom. The multitude of people felt like they were part of the win. Man, did you see what Jesus did? Did you see how he... And it was... They celebrate what's happening without getting involved. Followers get involved. Followers get involved. Um, Followers are all about the master and whatever he is doing. Jesus i love this story because he comes in and he doesn't even really in this translation of the bible some translation it says he asked peter but but i love that that he just got into peter's boat sometimes jesus just shows up and just is like i'm not asking your permission i'm just gonna get up in your business right now and i'm gonna say hey will you push out a little bit (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes Jesus just shows up. He's like, hey, can I? Can you push out a little bit? Because I need to talk to these people, and you got a boat, and I'm going to use it. And that's a cool thing. That's a cool experience. And so Peter's like, you know what? Whatever. I'm sitting here cleaning my boat. And Peter's probably mad. I don't know. I, this is why I don't go fishing. Because every time I go fishing, I don't catch anything. And if you don't catch anything, it ain't any fun. And so he's just spent all night fishing, and, and, and he's doing it for a living. He spent all night fishing. And doesn't catch anything. So he's probably mad. If he's anything like me. And I think we're a lot alike. Because we can't shut up. We just say stuff. And sometimes it comes out of your mouth. And you're trying to catch it. And put it back in. Because it was that dumb. That's why me and Peter are a lot alike. I'm I'm sure he was mad. right? And So he just launches out. But then all of a sudden you see this moment. Where Jesus tells him to do something. and, And it changes everything. He casts out. And he pulls in. A load of fish that is so big that he has to call his partners, James and John, to come out and help him and both, boats start to sink. What is it about Jesus that makes him so, uh, so attractive that they give up their fishing business on the best day they've ever had to follow Jesus? What is it about God? The Spirit of God will come into your life and it will connect with you. And when it connects with you, it doesn't matter how successful you are. A true follower will, will forsake success to follow Jesus. Right. Right. A true follower will forsake success. He just had this massive day. It was incredible. Don't be afraid as leaders to see people who are successful and and... and Ask them to follow Jesus with you. It might mean for them. For some people it means they leave their business and they do something else. For some people it might mean that. But a follower is all about whatever the master is doing. Because they're in love with the master. Did you see how Peter responded? He catches all the stuff. They get it to the shore. And he falls down on his knees and says, I am a sinner. Depart from me. Because he knew there was no way for him to be able to do that. He, there was, he had zero power. He's like, he even told Jesus, I have fished all night, Jesus. Now, when it comes to Jesus, you're a carpenter, I'm a fisher. I'm a fisherman. I know what I'm doing here. And he said, we've toiled all night and the fish aren't out at day. Why, were, why, why was he doing it at night? Because he's been fishing. It wasn't out at day. So, so and he's like, Jesus, this doesn't make any sense. But he responded by saying, I knew this wasn't me. It was you. I'm not worthy to be in your presence. for I'm a sinner. Because only somebody with great power could do that. Mm. And you did it. Incredible, incredible moment. So he becomes all about Jesus. And Jesus changes his life and he gives him a cause. As a leader, if you are not leading with the cause, you will not get people to follow you. Peter, James, and John, and Andrew... All follow Jesus because he gave them a kingdom purpose. Why do they forsake success? Because success will leave you with a hole in your heart if you're not following Jesus. You could be the most successful person in the world, you could have all the money in the world, you could have multiple businesses that are succeeding, but if you don't have Jesus, you are still empty. Mm. Yeah. And you're still longing for something. So many people who are driven, they drive for success, 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 success. And what do they do? The whole time they're missing what's fulfilling them. So they get success and they start putting stuff in that hole to try and fill it. They, maybe drugs, maybe, maybe women, maybe whatever it is. And it's not filling it. So that's why Jesus looked at them and said, I will make you a fisher of men. Come follow me. If we as leaders are not giving people in our lives a reason to follow Jesus to see the kingdom, they're not going to follow us for long. They're not going to follow us for long. Be leaders who connect people to their kingdom purpose. Which is first, relationship with Jesus, and then assignment, just like C.G. was talking about, about ministry. If you don't have Jesus, you can't do ministry. (laughs) So we connect people first to Jesus, and then... He connects them to their purpose. My last point is this. Following Jesus is the same kind of different. Following Jesus is the same kind of different. We are following Jesus in a different way than Peter, James, and John, and all the disciples. They got to follow Jesus in person. They left their business to follow Jesus while he was here. Right? What are we doing? We've been put in our business so that we can be the light of Jesus in that business. It's the same thing. We forsake everything else, Jesus first. So that's where the same part comes in. We surrender all to Jesus. But it's different because he might have you being this and you being that. You might have teachers and whatever, fill in the blank, whatever God's called you to do. Just like, see, I love that C.G. talks on Stronger Ministry because ministry is not just being on staff at a church. It is so much more than that. If I can't go to Starbucks as a staff member at this church and witness about Jesus, am I really following him or am I just a staff member who likes to get away from people who need Jesus? Because you actually might have more opportunity than than the staff does because the staff hangs out with the staff all day and works together with people who love Jesus, and you're around people who need Jesus. So uh, if I can't get out into the world and live this out, I'm a follower of Jesus before I'm a pastor. I follow Jesus first, I'm a Christ follower. And what do are, what are real followers do? See, I used to have this problem with saying, you know, the Bible talks about leadership. But well, the Bible talks more about following than it does leadership. Come follow me. My sheep know my voice. They follow me. Okay, following, but real followers bring followers with them, just like C.G. said this weekend. You bring somebody with you. Real followers, if I'm following Jesus, I can't help but say, Ricky, come on. Come see, just like C.G. talked about. Come and see somebody. Just like the woman at the well. What would she do? She met with Jesus. She went to her town and said, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Come experience it. Real followers bring people with them. Come follow me as I follow Christ. That's leadership. If I'm trying to get people to follow me because I want a fan and not a follower, I mm. want somebody who wants to clap my, and say my name and tell me how awesome I am and give me all this stuff and do all this. That, that, I'm looking mm. for people to follow me, not Jesus. Right. And I will let them down. I will fail them. And guess what? Then, because I said uh, in the name of Jesus that I was doing all this in the name of Jesus, they have a bad taste in their mouth because I was actually telling them to follow me and they weren't following Jesus. And now they associate everything I did with Jesus. So, all that being said, you guys are awesome. I know you're not fans. But I want to encourage you to remember that God is not a fan. He's your father. Fans make noise. Fathers make changes. Following Jesus is all about doing what the master wants to do. I want to be with the master and do what he says. I forsake success to follow Jesus. And following Jesus is the same kind of different. We're both following Jesus, but it's in a different way. We're all following Jesus, but it's in a different way. So I hope that encourages you. I'm like 40 seconds over right now. So, uh, (laughs) on my time. So, but I just want to encourage you that whatever you do, however you go about your day-to-day. Live it like Jesus is the master. Because he is. Amen. And that's Amen. all I got. Amen. Amen. That was good. See so, you get anything else?